listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage and improve your marriage to get to the marriage that you really want, no matter where you are in the process. Now, today, specifically, we're talking about a much broader range than maybe the people who are at the end of the process of you know the, their normal place of the marriage, where the marriage is drifted, and they're trying to turn their marriage around. This is how you move your marriage forward, and it applies at every level. We're talking today about how you deepen your connection, and I'm even going to tell you about uh, a way you could do that. I'm going to bring on some guests in a little bit and talk about a way you can do that uh, by basically gamifying the process to, to find a shortcut to make it a little easier. Here's why I think that's important. When people start thinking about deepening their connection, if they're not at the beginning of their relationship, if they're somewhere along the process and maybe they've had their ups and downs and they go, oh, we've got to deepen our connection. I notice that what comes with that is a lot of like heaviness. You know, people, oh, no, we have to deepen our connection. How are we going to do that? And it's as if people are facing things like diets and exercise routines and all of the other things that we kind of go the have to. And one of the things I learned in my life is that I often do better when I switch from I have to to I get to or I'm about to. For instance, for a long time, I was headed off to a job that really was a struggle for me. And one day I realized that every time I headed out the door, I was telling myself this one message, I have to go to work. And I simply switched it to I get to go to work. And I started thinking about all the people who A, didn't have a job to go to, B, maybe we're somewhere where it was even a dangerous job to go to. And here I was going to a job within my profession, something that I had prepared for. And it really was a place of making a switch in my mind to I get to. What changes in our mentality as we think that way? I have to is something that we're naturally avoiding. We might do it anyway, but we're naturally avoiding. But when we switch it to I get to, then we're, it's a change to a privilege. It's an opportunity. And I want you to kind of think about how that fits into a process of deepening your connection because you need to do that. But can you make it from a need to like a chore to something that is an opportunity and maybe even something of enjoyment? Some years ago, I found myself out of shape. And I've talked about this story, so I'm not going to go into depth, but I was out of shape. And one of the ways I discovered that was because I got sick. And, you know, as I was recovering from the illness, I started having to take a real look at my life. And here's where it really pivoted. My wife said to me after we had this pretty big health scare, you know what? You probably ought to do some things that you've always wanted to do, but keep putting off. And so she got me some scuba lessons, something that I'd always wanted to do. I always said, I want to scuba dive. And she made it so I got to. So she gave me the lessons. And the first night at scuba class, we go out to the pool and the instructor says, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to jump in the water and swim underwater all the way. And then I want you to swim three laps. So six lengths of the pool. 
And he said, this is for us to assess your abilities. Now, what I found out later as I was working on becoming an instructor myself is what we were really assessing is who did we need to keep our eyes on? Who did we need to worry about when they were in the pool? But back to that moment, I dutifully got in the pool, took a big breath and swam underwater. Now, I'm a kind of a stubborn guy. So I swam underwater the whole length. And I came out completely out of breath. I probably should have come out long before then, but I got to the other side. And then after being completely out of breath, I had to swim six lengths of the pool. So I did just that because I'm stubborn and I was going to finish the test. So I pulled myself out of the pool right beside the instructor, pulled myself up on the deck, was sitting by his feet. I looked up at him and I said, okay, if your point was we need to be in better shape for this, I got it. He smiled at me because that was not his point, but it was a good point. The next day, I started going to the gym, and I remember how long I drug myself to the gym to go through my exercise routine, and I was going, oh, I've got to go exercise. I have to get into better shape. I have to do this. Now, fast forward. When I get up in the morning, I get to go for a walk, and then I get to do some other exercise, and there are several that I do. I found ones that are enjoyable, but more than that, I got over the hump where my body was complaining about what I was doing, and I got to the place where it was a part of my routine. I got the opportunity to exercise. I get the opportunity to exercise. So what's my point? Well, the same thing is true. When you've disconnected from somebody in a marriage, maybe you've hit the pause button, Maybe you just got out of the habit and you get back to the place where you go, oh, gosh, we need to connect. It can feel for a while like it's a have to. Okay, well, I guess we have to do that. And and let's be honest, if you want a better relationship, you have to do that. But it's not the chore once you get back in the habit. It's kind of like when I watch people who change their eating and they're like, oh, gosh, I have to eat a salad today. I changed my eating a long time ago, too, for the same reason. I realized I was putting bad stuff in my body and I was not taking care of it. And for a while, it was you know, not quite holding my nose, but it certainly wasn't anything I was looking forward to. Now I'm like, man, gosh, I get to have a, a salad for lunch. So we transform our lives by getting into the habit of it. And once we get in the habit of it, it's something we don't want to miss. So the problem is that connection piece. If it's gotten out of your habit, that's the problem. The need for it is there because that's how we're wired. That's the heart. That's, it's really the blood flow, the lifeline of your relationship. The more connected you are, the more deeply you hold on to the relationship, the more you want to put into the relationship, the more you feel in the relationship. It's just how we're wired as humans. We humans need that connection. I've talked about this so many times. So you can listen to many other episodes of podcasts where I talk about the importance of connection. So let's just start with the idea that we need that connection and yet get out of the habit of connecting. If you go back to the beginning of your relationship, you probably almost found it unavoidable to connect you know, here's this person that you find yourself attracted to and you want to know more about them. And more than that, you want them to know more about you. And so you're spending all the time doing that. In fact, a lot of people tell me that, you know, 
when we talk about Gary Chapman's love languages, they were speaking all five love languages loud and clear at the beginning of a relationship because they wanted to use every opportunity to say, I love you. And then we begin to pull that back. It happens after we get married because life comes along. We get back to, quote, normal. And we hit the pause button. The kids come along, the job comes along, the rest of the life come along, and we go, okay, pause. We'll get back to us at some point in the future, but until then, we'll just hit the pause button on our relationship. And as we do that, we get out of the habit of connecting. And as we get out of the habit of connecting, we start disconnecting. And as we disconnect, we become more distant. And when we become more distant, we start creating the dangerous patterns of the relationship. So if you've avoided that so far, if you're listening to this because you want to find some ways of avoiding that disconnection, good for you. Remember not to hit the pause button. But if you're like most people, you've at some point hit that pause button, and it just depends on how long that pause button has been hit. So how do you unpause? Well, you deepen your connection. Now, A lot of times people say, you know, we're so disconnected at this point, we have nothing in common, to which I'll point out how much people have in common. Many couples have kids in common, pets in common, property in common, history in common. They have so many things in common that they forget because they haven't looked at it from that angle. But we can add to that. So remember that there are three different levels to connection. And here's what you need to understand. When I'm talking about deepening your connection, I'm not talking about being heavy. It's not like you have to say, okay, it's time for us to have that really super serious conversation. That's likely not to feel very connecting. In fact, both of you are likely to avoid it. As I talk with people, you know, we talk about the things that they might want to discuss. And and one of the things they talk about is, oh, no, not that. We have to go through that. Well, there are other things that are well served by connecting before we get to the deep stuff. We get to the hard stuff. The more you have a connection, the easier it is to face the difficult times, the difficult subjects, the difficult conversations. The more disconnected you are, the harder it is to do that. So the three levels of connection, one's physical, two is emotional, and three is spiritual. Physical connection is any physical contact that's loving. A hug, holding hands, patting someone's leg, holding their back, rubbing their back, rubbing their feet, you know, an arm around them, a side hug, a quick smooch, all the way to sex. All of those pieces qualify as physical connection. We allow people to get close to us and be more and more physically close because we feel safe. And when we're in physical contact, it raises our level of safety with them when it's a loving touch. So that's physical connection. The second level is emotional connection. Emotional connection is when we feel like somebody gets us. When we share our day, you know, at the end of the day, you go, oh my gosh, I've had a hard day. And the spouse says, oh, tell me about it. Wow, that really sounds tough. Or you're watching something and you're both going, isn't that funny? Yes, that's funny. Or isn't that scary? Yes, that's scary. Or isn't that something we need to change? Yes, that's something we need to change. We're in it together, right? We're seeing the world. And and in some ways, emotional connection comes very easily when you're seeing the world from the same place. For instance, 
parents can get together emotionally and say, we want the best for our kids. We want the best for our kids. Now, how that specifically looks may vary from person to person, but the idea that most parents want the best of their kids is a joining point of connection. Now, here's an important disclaimer. You don't actually have to agree on what's going on in the world, what's going on around you, and what's important in life as much as you've got to feel understood and to seek to understand. When we feel understood, even if somebody disagrees with us, that's okay. Generally, when somebody hears me out and they says, okay, I, you know, I see where you're coming from. I don't see it that way. I'm okay with that. I don't expect people to see it my way. But when people refuse to even try to understand each other, that's where the boundaries come in. So emotional connection is feeling understood and feeling accepted that somebody's on your side and somebody's willing to listen. Which brings us to the next level of connection, which is spiritual connection. Spiritual connection is not so much do you believe the same things, but do you share where you're headed in life? Your beliefs over what people are like and what the universe is like and you know, whatever other beliefs you have around you can change over time. In fact, they're likely to change over time. If not, you're probably not paying attention to what life is showing you so you can begin to think through your belief system. So our beliefs are going to change over time, and couples aren't going to always share the same beliefs. But they can share supporting each other's beliefs. They can share supporting each other's aspirations, their hopes, the things you want out of life. That's one of the things that I, I most treasure about what my wife offers me. My spouse is always on my side in what I want to get out of life, and I try to be on her side too. When I'm thinking about projects, she's there to back me up, and I try to back her up on those projects. Those are the places where life is about something bigger than us. That's our aspirations are always beyond us in some ways of what we want to do and be in the world. So that spiritual level is often the one that gets lost in the process of life. For many people, they share that naturally when they're getting together. You know, that's part of what our conversations were about when we were dating. I was talking about my dreams, my hopes, my aspirations. That's, that's kind of what we do when you're dating, and my wife shared hers too. And that's part of how we naturally do it when we're dating, and then many times that's the part that begins to disappear. So how do we get to that place? Well, part of what happens is that in the beginning, we're light and playful with the connection, and then suddenly it becomes serious, and then suddenly it becomes hard. And sometimes it's important to go back to light. That doesn't mean you're not covering the things that are deeply important to you. It just means that we have to be a little more playful, a little more upbeat with the process, which requires really two things, I think. Courage and curiosity. I want you to think about those two words, courage and curiosity. So first, courage. In order to build connection, we have to be willing to share of ourselves. Courage is what you do when you don't know the outcome. Let's say that I have something that I want to share with my, my spouse. I don't know how it's going to be taken. Courage calls me to share anyway. Courage is where we step into that place of being vulnerable, 
being able to share something of not being quite sure how it's going to be received. That's courage. It comes from a place of, of something that's kind of scary. And for all of us, carry things around. It'd be kind of scary to have somebody know us at that level. Scary is not what should stop us. Courage is where we step in and go, you know what? I need to be vulnerable and to be seen for who I really am. And then there's curiosity. Wanting to know the other person at a deeper level. Curiosity is not so much to judge whether somebody is right or wrong, but to understand where they're coming from. Courage and curiosity can serve us well to build and deepen that connection. In fact, if all we do in our life with a spouse is work from courage and curiosity, your connection is ever deepening. So the question is, how do you do that now, right? That's, that's a place where you can take a risk. That's, that's that courage part and take an interest. That's that curiosity part. But how might you be able to do that in a little more fun way? Well, I was contacted by a couple that has created a project that is exactly that. It's a tool to gamify the process of connection. And it's so elegant in how they've created it. So I wanted to talk with them. So I brought them on. I wanted to spend a little time with them. Uh, so Robert and Diana Indris are going to come on and talk with us a little bit about their process. So now join me as I have a chat with Robert and Diana. This is going to be a pretty interesting conversation because as I've been talking about deepening your conversation, a lot of times that feels like yet another thing to have to do. You know, something that's difficult to do, especially if you're having a difficult time with a spouse. But what if that was more like a game? What if you could be more light about that? And that's the thing. Uh, Robert and Diana have created a tool that will allow you to play a game and deepen your connection at the same time. Robert, Diana, thank you so much for being here. Tell me a little bit about what your passion is about this and how you got to this. Well, um, I think this this uh, started around one and a half years ago, more or less. Um, the sparkle was that I, um, I own businesses and I'm an entrepreneur for a while now. And um, basically what happened is that at one point, Diana turned to me and said, I really love the freedom you have and how passionate you are of, of what you do. Um, I would love to do something like that as well, but I don't know what, what I'm passionate about. I, I don't know if, if I found my calling yet like you have. And so um, I stopped and thought about that for a few weeks. I meditated on it, journaled about it. And finally, after a while, I came up um, with an idea and I ran it by Diana. And I said, look, we both of us really love um, board games and card games and having these fun little activities together that really, you know, uh, it's, it's not just watching TV or, you know, the, the norm. It's literally you spend quality time with the other and we both appreciate that. And so we, we both like that. Said, look, so you like that. And I can tell you that something you are incredibly passionate about is making our relationship work and making it outstanding. And you do so, so many things every single week uh, towards that. You're literally an expert in, <laughs> in making our relationship incredible. And you're tremendously passionate about that, right? And I would only wish that, you know, other, um, other marriages had at least one spouse that is like that, right? Um, because that one person, you know, can sparkle the other to contribute more and, and to do more. And, and you're very, very motivating 
um, to see that you add so much value and it makes me want to add more value to the relationship. So we, we played around with the idea for a bit and then we really saw that um, we really liked it. We both were, um, we started liking the idea more and more, but then some very interesting life events happened um, that made us even more convinced that we should really build the game. Yes, we've seen some of our friends just um, recently then. Um, and although they are really great people, individually our friends in that relationship, they were quite miserable, to be honest. Mm. They were not communicating efficiently. And they, I mean, they, usually, they tended to let frustrations brew for longer, which then just led to them blowing up at the worst moment possible. And we really wanted to help them, but we didn't really know how because we didn't really want to intrude in their relationship and we didn't want to seem patronizing like, oh no, you should actually do it like this or like that. Because that would have just, you know, made them come back and say, well, who are you that, mm -hmm. you know, you're such an expert or <laughs> not everyone can have the perfect relationship mm -hmm. that you guys have. So this is why we actually came up with the game um, and we were more certain that we definitely need to put this out there because mm -hmm. I'm sure it would uh, help a lot of couples. Yeah. Part of what you've done is I've talked about how the importance of connection um, and and when I talk about that many times people are just oh my gosh I, you know that's just so I'm supposed to have this heavy conversation with a spouse that we're having a hard time having a daily conversation so now we're gonna have to do this and so you created a tool that gamified that basically and what I liked about or what I like about this and I and by the way uh, for people listening I've had a chance to see some of the cards. Um, and they're really well written because they're not, um, they're A, they're not trivial, but B, they're not uh, provoking a fight. You know, they are ways of having interesting conversations. That's an interesting approach. There are other people who have come up with lists of, of questions to ask a spouse that um, don't go so well. I mean, e either they uh, get too deep too fast or they're not much at all. So talk a little bit about your thinking behind the questions in it and how, how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think um, to a large extent, something that's important to mention that we noticed the exact same thing you just mentioned. So um, we've um, done research on the, on Amazon and on the internet and, you know, found a bunch of other games and down, um, sorry, um, bought them, played with them. But we realize that all of those games, when, when we look at them and we start playing with them, it's so interesting that um, you can literally see um, this very, very trivial questions, as you mentioned, right? So there are questions that you really cannot um, ask multiple times, right? It's like, what's your favorite color of ice cream? <laughs> right. If if you told me that last week, I wouldn't ask you the same question again. Right. So um, and also very important is that um, they are just the question and that's about it. So you have a pack of um, 50 or 100 questions or whatever that is. You pull out the question, you both answer, you go to the next one. Once you finish with all of the questions, you can give the game away because there's no point in playing it again. So I said, no, 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 they didn't get it. This is not a real game. Mm -hmm. They call it a game, but it's not, right? It's just a, a list of questions I could have found on the internet, right? And, they, and, and you know, spared 10 bucks. <laughs> so uh, we, we, didn't, 
we didn't want to do that. We literally wanted to build a game. It took us about six months or a bit over six months to come up with all of the rules, um, to come up with all of the ways to make it fun. And to your point, we wanted to eliminate every single aspect that would make it look like a chore, right? So what we've done or would, would make it look difficult, what we've done is, for example, the game itself has the base game, right? Because we have the base game and then many other extensions, but the base game has 54 questions, right? So if any of those questions would make you uncomfortable or you don't want to answer, you can literally just take a look at all of the questions and pull out anything you don't want, you know, to be part of the conversation. Or um, another thing that we've added are custom cards. So if you want specific questions to be part of regular conversation, you can use the six custom cards we give you and you can write your own little cards there, uh, your, your own little questions there. At the same time, um, there are aspects um, such as fun cards that we have, modifier cards we call them, because the, they modify the, the card itself. So let's say your spouse asks a great question. You really love the question, but you would really love them to answer it instead of you. <laughs> so if you have the reverse the question card, you can play it, and now you don't need to answer it, but your spouse has to, right? So it has all of these little fun elements in it that um, really make you um, it really make it different than just answering the questions, right? There are all of these surprises. And at the end of it, I think what's very important is that you can literally play it as a game and you can actually win at it. So you can, let's say, play, um, you can play for half an hour, an hour, however much you want, and you can have uh, two out of three or three out of five um, matches or games. And at the end of that, you have the rewards deck. So the, the rewards deck has 22, the, the base game has 22 rewards that you can choose from every single week. And so uh, one of those is, for example, um, I get a 20-minute foot, foot massage tonight or <laughs> you make me breakfast in bed next Sunday, right? So these little things um, literally um, make you look forward to it because every week you can win something, right? That your spouse needs to do for you, right? Or the other way around. But again, it builds that conversation, right? That you can have with people. And um, at no point in time would it uh, be uncomfortable because how it's designed. Um, and it literally gives you the platform and the openness to sit down and not have a very serious conversation, but instead, let's play a game together that will literally help us evolve, grow the relationship, you know, see what else we can do, and so on and so forth. So what could some way do? Let's say they're looking at it going, oh, that's a little much. What, how can they manage the game so that it's more comfortable if they need to make it more comfortable? Well, for example, the, we have different types of questions. We have lighter questions, funner questions, and we have some deeper questions as well. So when people get the deck of cards, they can actually flick through them and then see, because obviously by this point, they would kind of know their partner and you know how much they can push them. So they can ease them into deeper conversations. So they can actually take out the most difficult questions, put them aside for later on until they build up some confidence in playing the game and you know make them comfortable with the game and even making them looking forward to actually play it rather than consider it a chore mm -hmm. or another thing 
another thing on their list to do or oh my god she wants a conversation i don't want to talk about my feelings now so you see once they start with the easier and funner questions they can uh, later on add on the more deeper ones because mm. they will be more comfortable to actually answering them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I, I just kind of imagine this process of how it could work you get a, you get the deck and wherever you are in your relationship you can go through and go okay I don't think my spouse would want to go through with these questions and pull them out. Or you could say, here, I'll pull out the ones I don't really think would be comfortable and hand it over to a spouse and let them, you know, self monitor. So you both create a deck that you both agree on. And I would even take it a step further that once you pull them out, it's probably a really smart thing to look at them and go, what makes me uncomfortable about these? You know, what part of, you know, just an internal processing, where, what is it that makes me uncomfortable as a, not a place to put it back in, but as a place of personal growth. And it occurs to me that the same can, thing can happen to the rewards. You can say, yeah, that wouldn't be comfortable. You, mm -hmm. you can kind of self edit even the reward part. Yeah. There is also room for, personalizing it for customizing it yes Talk a little bit about for every question that they take out they can maybe put in their own questions because mm -hmm. we the base deck we give out six custom cards which is basically uh blank cards that they can fill in either with rewards that they want if we haven't covered those already or with any questions that they want added in and mm -hmm. we haven't covered those already mm -hmm. and you can also buy various extensions and one of those extensions um, if, if they want to buy it is um, a full deck of custom cards so if you want to create the game and you can play by the same rules and it can be just as fun as it was but basically you can literally make it your own you can build on it right you can have oh well I would really like us to ask this question once a week or every other week, right? And you can build the game to your liking. And outside of that, we have various other um, um, expansion decks. Yeah, mm -hmm. extension decks, like, uh, for example, either for parenting or anything else that can start helping you have those conversations, right, in all of those different areas of your life. So this is right now a Kickstarter, um, and if people aren't familiar with Kickstarter, Kickstarter is a way that you can be a part of the creation of this idea um, as an individual. I've, I've done Kickstarter. I haven't, I haven't hosted a Kickstarter campaign. I have sponsored a number of Kickstarter campaigns, and, and what I like about it is I'm able to go, wow, I really believe in that. You know, and you can even believe in it and say, okay, I don't really need that or want that, but I'm going to still back that, put some money behind backing it. But so many times there's such cool ideas. Uh, movements are started on Kickstarter. Books are started on Kickstarter. Lots of tech, in this case, a game. Um, so talk a little bit about why you chose that. Why, why Kickstarter? What, what does that uh, add to the process for you? So for us, what we wanted to do is um, we didn't just want to um, create a product and put it out there. We literally wanted to create a community that um, makes people feel um, that they are, let's say, part of a movement to create better families uh, within their own family, right, and um, help others as well. So let me let, let me dive into that within. The, the game, how we've played it out, there are various gamification uh, modules in it. Like, for example, if you get the base game and the 
uh, and you subscribe to the mobile app, what you can do is you can have um, weekly couple challenges, secret, right? So once, if you want to, obviously 100% optional, but if you want to do that, each spouse gets one secret challenge to show their appreciation or love to the other person. You don't get to see it, but your spouse does, and they get to choose between three random challenges in one week. They choose one, and then um, they implement that. At the end of that week, both spouses get the the message, hey, look, um, Diana had this challenge this week. Have they done that? Right? So you can see it, and it can be made fun like that. And the more questions you ask and the more things you do through the app, the more challenges you have and so on and so forth will give you points. And those points you can literally use for real life rewards. And we are not joking. You can get um, discounts even on simple things like flowers or if you want to go on a trip for two somewhere in Paris or whatever, they will be on the platform. And the only thing you need to do is play the game with your spouse. The only thing you need to do is grow your relationship, right? So we, our vision is much larger. We really want to give um, couples and marriages and everyone that's in a relationship and wants to build a stronger family, we want to give them as many reasons and as many tools as we can, right, to do that and support them in their process. So basically, we started Kickstarter because we wanted to build a community, right? We wanted to get people's attention and say, this is our mission. This is what we want to build. We want to build a world in which um, you're not left wondering, how do I make my relationship better? That is not the question for you anymore. You have better topics there. It's like everyone knows about it, right? Maybe not to the extent that they know about Monopoly, (laughs) but they know, you know, if if they want to make their relationship better, they know about it. They can get the game. They can engage in weekly conversations, you know, that actually end up in rewards, right? In literal uh, rewards. And so Kickstarter is an amazing platform, which, as you mentioned, you know, people can come and if they don't really want to buy the deck, they can even donate $5, $10, whatever to the cause. But then um, they get, they get to learn about everything we do. They get to learn. We share, um, you know, things um, about people such as yourself and so on and so forth. Right. So we, we are sort of a directory of anything that helps you build, you know, um, your relationship and Kickstarter is an amazing platform to help us do that. What I love about Kickstarter is it goes straight to the people who would be of interest. I don't, you're not going to investors who are going to say, okay, well, if you want me to invest, you're going to have to do this, this, and this, which often either dilutes or moves around to a whole, a whole different thing. You're able to, to say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're passionate about, which is what I, I find to be cool. Diana, obviously, this is your passion pulled into the entrepreneurship which is uh, doubles up the passion of saying this is um, you know, where we uh, find importance and where we find value and we want to share that with others. Um, I love that aspect of it because uh, it, it eliminates the, I've got to uh, you know, go with this. The other thing it eliminates is, and even while on Kickstarter, you usually have to wait for the project to finish, 
if anybody does something and they know that the, the time frame, for instance, if I write a book, by the time I get it into the store, it's two years just because of the market. I mean, even if I've, I'm ready to go, and it's the same with a product. Even if a product is ready to go, by the time you cycle through, you're a couple of years out. You can get something in uh, much quicker. So, um, right now, you're in Kickstarter phase, and so as we're recording this, which is early June, the deadline for that is when? Is it's the is the beginning of Ju- July, the ninth okay. of July, the exact date. Um, but people can start pledging already, right? So the campaign went live a few days ago. We already passed twenty percent. Uh, the feedback is amazing. As we're and, recording this, yeah, exactly, exactly. They loved it. You know, um, and so it's it's very nice to see um, all of the amazing feedback. And we just discussed, you know, right before this call, that we need to start taking screenshots of all of the amazing feedback people give us, right? Because they they say because other people have had the same dilemma. They tried searching for tools or games to make you know um, their relationship more fun and more activities to add, other than just watch Netflix all the time, right? <laughs> you want to do other things with your spouse that are a bit more meaningful. And so um, um, they were searching and we got feedback saying, oh, this is amazing. I've been looking for a game like this for so long now. And <laughs> it's nice to see that uh, other people see that as well. And uh, so anyone that goes to our Kickstarter can literally uh, back us right now. And by the time that, so it closes off in uh, early July. When, it, when does it then go out? What, what's the time frame? So um, we already started um, talking with um, suppliers, basically the people that would, you know, print everything and and help ship it out and so on. Um, But our orders depend on demand from Kickstarter. So the more orders we get, uh, the more we can print at the cheaper rate. So basically, if we, let's say, we get um, 10,000 orders through Kickstarter, it's a very different order than it, if we get 100,000 or, um, uh, orders. And so if that happens, we can negotiate on pricing. And what we can do then is print extra, um, extra decks that we can then ship to other parts of the world so that um, it's available to Amazon and locally and so on and so forth, much like you see all of the other games, right? The reason why small businesses like us cannot do that is because you do not have that initial investment, as you've said, right? You need to go to an investor. They need to give you whatever, however much sums of money, but then they control your direction. And we didn't want that. We wanted our passion for what we do to be the main push. And we wanted our community to dictate what we are going to do. So every single person that backs us on Kickstarter gets added to a very special group um, that will uh, participate in all of the future surveys and polls if they want to, obviously it's optional, but then they will give us feedback on how they want the game to evolve or if they want us to add a question or if they want us to create another deck or whatever they want, they will be, or in another language even, (laughs) right? So they will uh, be able to give us that feedback and we will honor the feedback of our community um, because we have no investors, you know, to um, need to account to, right? This is really cool because um, as I think I've been pretty clear, I'm passionate about helping people to connect and you've created a tool and obviously it's in your passion of helping people to connect. So that's a really cool piece that 
I hope will be shared by people. And when you contacted me, um, I was immediately interested because it is that tool. And there's so few tools that are not like clinical tools, right? Not the hard work tools that are the fun tools. That's why I immediately said, hey, let's let's talk. Let's tell people about this. Uh, and I think this would be a great tool. And, and so what I'm hoping is if people are hearing this, if you're listening and you're going, wow, I want to help that, you can either back that by just going in and saying, hey, guys, I'm behind you or going ahead and claiming uh, one of the decks. Um, they ship anywhere in the world, correct? Correct. Yeah. And shipping is included. And shipping is included. And by the way, I've already backed it. So um, if you're wondering if, if I believe in it enough to do it, yes. I, I mean, it was, I got the email, took a look at it, backed it, and invited them to have this conversation. So uh, that's how much I think Robert and Diana are creating a tool that would be very useful. Um, is there a shortcut for people you know, if you want to go find this instead of going on Kickstarter and doing a search? How can they best find this? I'll put a, a link in the show notes, but is there a, a shortcut? 100%. They can, they can go to bettertopics.com. That's it, bettertopics.com. If they just go to our website, bettertopics.com, they will find the button to contribute. They just click there and they will immediately take them to Kickstarter where they can choose you know, whatever deck or however many extensions they want and so on and so forth. They can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. TikTok. <laughs> we're <thank> everywhere. <laughs> All the media. Everywhere. Good for you. I, I, I love this and, and I love the ideas of that. Um, so let's just kind of clarify. If you have a, a passion for and trying to figure out how to connect with your spouse, Consider this, uh, consider backing this and consider stepping in as one of the, the early adopters. But more than that, realize that if you're sitting there going, wow, that would be exciting, but I just don't know if my spouse would do it. Listen to that because that fear is telling you that there's something there and that the, the desire to have that and the ability to tailor this to your situation allows you a lot of flexibility. And, and so if you go, wow, that makes me excited but nervous at the same time, then don't just drop it from there. This is the place to do that. So um, we're in the Kickstarter. After the Kickstarter closes, that changes everything. So go ahead and jump in now. Go to bettertopics.com and uh, take a look. There's a video there. There's a full explanation, lots of uh, information there. This is a way of deepening your connection. Robert, Diana, thank you so much for A, your passion for doing this and B, for giving me the time today uh, to talk with you about this topic. Thank you so much as well. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.